you might want to add to your prayers something I neglected to remember, and that is um, the um, Belmar churches. One of the reasons we have guests here is they are not meeting in person because the pastor has been exposed to um, COVID. We're not, I don't know that he has it, but has uh, been exposed, and so they are not meeting. So we can pray for uh, for them. I think this is their congregational meeting tonight, wasn't it? Yeah. So pray for the Belmar congregation. They would they would spare them. <coughs> Well, in uh, Revelation 4 and 5, um, the Apostle, uh, the Lord reveals to the Apostle John a, a vision of heaven and of worship in heaven, which appears to be the main business of heaven. Uh, what does that say to us? Last Lord's Day evening in chapter 4, we saw the throne of God and uh, we uh, saw the... Um, uh, the crystal sea, uh, that, uh, and the one sitting on it, who is God the Father, described only as having the appearance of jasper and carnelian and surrounded by a rainbow that looked like an emerald, and, and gathered around the throne the four flaming torches, which represent the Holy Spirit and the four living creatures and the 24 elders, and they're all engaged in worship that initially focuses upon God the Creator. But we're not done yet. This evening we look to, we need to look at the completion of this vision, which give us, is given to us in chapter 5. So, if you'll uh, turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5, we'll read that text. God's Word, Revelation chapter 5. And then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able uh, to open the scroll or or look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders... I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and nation and people. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they shall reign on the earth. 
Then I looked and heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped amen well in this scroll that's in the hand of god There is writing both on the front and on the back, and it's sealed to indicate that it's complete and it's finished. Uh, This scroll represents God's eternal decrees, that is, his plan and his purposes uh, for all of creation, his redemptive work, the destiny of the entire world, the purposes of God in judgment and salvation. They're all written, there of them, They all are all written on the scroll. But it is sealed, which is to say it remains closed, it remains unrevealed and unexecuted. God's purposes, God's plans await the opening of the scroll to be carried out, but no one can open it. With a loud voice so that everyone everywhere might hear him, Uh, a great and mighty angel calls out, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And John begins to weep and weep loudly uh, because together with all of God's people of every age, he longs for the completion of God's eternal decrees. He longs for the completion of the plan of, of salvation, the new heavens and the new earth. Don't you want that too? And, and John is there and the destiny of, of the apostle, the destiny of the church, of the entire universe hangs in balance over the question of whether someone can open the scroll. It's as if someone had reached down and pressed a giant pause button. And everything stops. Everything comes to a halt. Um, And all of history is placed on hold. And, And John weeps until he's comforted by one of the 24 elders, who says to him, verse 5, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Now, who is the lion? The lion of Judah, who is, who is, who is this mighty uh, conquering warrior, who, who alone can open the scroll and send and send history um, um, tumbling on. Um, Who is it that John turns to see? He turns, and and what he sees uh, is this mighty lion, as named by the elder to John, becomes a meek lamb, looking as if it had been slain. Now, 
can we possibly doubt the identity of, of, of this image? It's clearly Jesus who is at once both the lion and the lamb. He is the eternal creator, the mighty conquering Lord. And he is also uh, the gentle lamb of God, despised and forsaken of men. The one rejected out of hand by the Jews and ridiculed by the Gentiles. His name, which, is, which this degenerate nation, uh, in which this degenerate has become so common, a curse world, uh, on the lips of children. Here on earth, I hear outside my window this teenage girl screaming to her girlfriend using Jesus' name together with the F word and other choice expletives. While at the same time, up in heaven, the holy cherubim and the 24 elders are on their throne fall down at the hearing of his holy name and, and hold up uh, golden bowls of incense representing the, the prayers of the saints reverently offered to the Father in that same blessed name. And they break uh, into this new song to the Lamb of God. Worthy are you to take the scroll. And open its seals. Why? Because you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Christ alone can open the scroll. He is qualified. Christ is the lion. He is the triumphant one who has conquered sin and death and Hades at the cross. And he is the lamb who was slain and with his own life ransomed purchased his elect men and women and boys and girls from every place and every age. How could the Holy Trinity ever put up with foul-mouthed men and women who curse one another and God in the precious name of Jesus? It must be the grace of the Father and the mercy of the Son who out of love that defines under, defile, absolutely defies understanding has become the Lamb of God uh, to make a way of escape for us abusers. He is magnificent. He is worthy. He stands before the throne. And because He is the Lion and because He is the Lamb, He alone is qualified by His love and by His perfection and by His death and resurrection to take that scroll and to open it and bring about the end of the age. The eternal Trinitarian purposes and plan of God. Now, with the... um, with the next chapter, which we'll come to, uh, chapter 6, we begin the first of the seven cycles that will make up the bulk of this book. But before we begin that, in chapters 4 and 5, God has drawn back the curtain of heaven to show us an amazing five-act worship service, uh, which is the result of, or initiated by, the appearance of the lion and uh, the Lamb uh, by His uh, taking that scroll. And it all begins at the center. Uh, It begins at the throne, as we saw last Lord's Day evening in chapter 4, with God the Father seated on the throne, surrounded by the glorious light of God the Holy Spirit, represented by the seven torches of fire. And before 
uh, them are the cherubim and the four living creatures who will not stop day and night praising God, Revelation uh, uh, 4.8, and saying and singing, if you will, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. That's just the first verse. That's the first stanza of this worship song. Because then, with a loud voice, the 24 elders join the chorus and they pick up uh, the theme in verses 10 and 11 and sing of God the Creator, of God the Preserver, uh, which is the second verse of the song. Worthy are you, Lord and God, to receive honor and glory and power. And, and for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. And then... Uh, with uh, chapter 5 and verse 7, and then comes the lion, who is the lamb, my Jesus, to take the scroll from the right hand of him who was uh, seated at the throne. And with this, the, the elders, the 24 elders, rush forward and they break into a yet another verse, the third verse, if you will, um, the best of, and this best of worship songs. This is the song of Jesus. This is the song of recreation. The song of redemption. Worthy are you, they cry, to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed men uh, for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you made them to be a kingdom and priests uh, to our God, and they shall reign on earth. But when John raises his eyes... Uh, and looks around, verse 11, the vision opens up and expands and becomes infinitely more glorious. For now, added to the worship team is the entire heavenly host numbering millions upon millions. The worship song, Act 4, verse 4, And I looked and heard around the throne and the living creatures and elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads upon myriads and thousands upon thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and honor and wisdom and might and glory and blessing. And then, and then, listen to this, it gets even better because he says, and then I heard, John says, I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea and all that is in the saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be glory and blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. So, this chapter ends with this timeless worship event of all events where every creature in heaven and on earth, in fact, every created thing is worshiping God. That's what we're seeing here. Now, what does this, what does this say to us today? What's the application of, the, of this revelation of worship that God has just opened up here in this text? It's a challenge. God is the throne. And Jesus, who is the Lion and the Lamb, stands with Him together with God the Holy Spirit. Uh, will you worship Him? Yes, you will. Oh yes, willy-nilly, you will. 
Remember uh, those remarkable words with which the Apostle John greets uh, the Church of Christ in the first chapter, where he says to him who who's loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve this God and Father to him, be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming in the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. By which... We are to understand, among other things, that all of mankind will be compelled to fall before the Lord Jesus in worship. Many, so many, the tribes and peoples of the earth, as John describes them in verse one, chapter one, verse seven, will will worship in an unredeemed terror. And sorrow or mourning, as it puts it, mixed with self-recriminations, anger and utter astonishment. Who in the world, at least in our sophisticated, uber-deceived 21st century world, would ever believe it would end this way, right? And if you're among that unsaved multitude tonight, don't trifle with God and his people, his gospel. Ask Jesus to save you. Ask him tonight, if you're not sure, that you might be converted and numbered among the saved of the earth of every age, the redeemed of the Lord, who on on that coming day will be worshipped with great delight and with great joy, singing together, you will, with all of creation, uh, this, this glorious fifth verse of the song of heaven. And your heart will be breaking with love, scooped up in the arms of Jesus And looking at his face, God is the sovereign Lord of the center of the creation. He's at the center. And his son, the Lord Jesus, who is the lion, uh, who has conquered death and sin, and who rules over his and our enemies, and who is the lamb that was slain and crucified to pay the debt of my sin, uh, and worthy of all praise and honor and worship. Revelation, the, revela- the vision of Revelation in 4 and 5 does not have man on that throne. God is on the throne. And everyone is on their knees worshiping uh, all of heaven, all of creation. Get down, get down, bow down. It is God in Christ that we must worship. Now and then with our words and with our lives every day because he alone is worthy. Tis but a little while, and he shall come again, who died that we might live, who lives that we might with him reign. Then, O oh, my Lord, prepare my soul for that glad day. O oh, wash me in thy precious blood, and take my sin away. Are you ready for that day? Cannot your heart rejoice and enter into the pleasure of his worship, even tonight? Let's pray. Lord our God, we bless you to read such a remarkable passage of worship. And Lord, before all else we see in this book, you want us to see worship. You want us to know that worship is the great thing of heaven and it's the great thing of earth. Help us, Lord, to worship you in all that we say and do this week. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.